welcome to our Anchored Daily Podcast. As we prepare our hearts and minds to celebrate the birth of Jesus, we'll be learning from Messianic prophecies, the gospel accounts of Jesus' birth, and the themes of Advent. Hey there, Bethel. Got a question for you. How often do you come across a genealogy or a a list of names when you read the Bible? I mean, just recently in in Bethel's reading plan, we went through Ezra and there were three chapters with lists of names. And then we went through Nehemiah and there were five chapters. I mean, you find these genealogies frequently in the writings of the Old Testament, but why are there so many? Well, hey, this is Derek, one of your Richland campus elders, and I'm with you today as we look at the prophecies about the birth of Jesus, in particular, that Jesus was born in the genealogy of David. So what do you do when you hit these lists of names in the Bible? Do you just skip them and move on to the next passage? Do you yawn and just try to grit your teeth and read through it? Maybe you can find a nugget of truth somewhere in the margins of the genealogy. Or, well, maybe you just turn to these passages when you're trying to find a unique baby name. <laughs> I don't know your approach, but I'm sure we all have at some point wondered why so much space in the words given to us by God are occupied by these lists that mean very little to us thousands of years later. Well, today we're going to look at one such list of names. But before we get there, to understand the context, would you turn with me to 2 Samuel chapter 7? And as you find that, I'll give you a little background. See, during the time of this passage, God's people are in relative peace with the nations around them, and their king, uh, called David, desires to honor God by building a more permanent location for the Ark of the Covenant what at that time was the representation or the manifestation of the presence of God in the midst of his people. David goes to the prophet Nathan, the spiritual leader of God's people at the time, to ask Nathan for guidance. And Nathan thinks it sounds like a pretty good idea, but he says, appropriately, probably we should ask God before we do this. And then God actually speaks through Nathan and says something unexpected. God tells David no that David should not build this house for God. And and God gives David the grace of actually explaining why David shouldn't build this house. And we pick up the passage in, in chapter 7, verse 12, where it says, When your days are fulfilled and that you lie down with your fathers, I will raise up your offspring after you who will come from your body and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. When he commits iniquity, I will discipline him with the rod of men, with the stripes of the sons of men. But my steadfast love will not depart from him, as I took it from Saul, whom I put away from before you. And your house and your kingdom shall be made sure for ever before me. Your throne shall be established forever in accordance with all these words and in accordance with all this vision, Nathan spoke to David. Essentially here, God is telling David, you won't build a temporary home for me. I will build an everlasting home for you. See, David had these grand plans for how he would serve God 
But God responds and says, it is your simple submission to my plan that I desire. But what David couldn't have known at this time was just how God would do this incredible thing through his family. How could David's human, corrupt, stubborn, broken family, as Samuel states, be established forever? And to know this, we have to jump to Matthew chapter 1, the very first words in the New Testament to find out why. And let's read verse 1 that says, The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. And what follows in the next 15 verses is the most significant list of names in the entire Bible. The genealogy is connected from Abraham, the first of God's chosen people, through David, and ending in Jesus. And there's so much to point out about this list. And I'm going to allow you to travel slowly through it when we're done here. Uh, Would you notice all the women that Matthew includes here? Or would you see that our friend from the study of Haggai, Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, is here? Uh, But for right now, let's look at the big picture of this genealogy. Do you see who Matthew states is the primary name in this genealogy? The expectation with most lists of names is that the first person listed, the the furthest back, the oldest person on the list, is the most important. But Matthew does the exact opposite here. Instead of calling this the genealogy of Abraham, the first name, he calls it the genealogy of Jesus, the final name on the list. And as the audience, we should read this and, and it should make us think, well, wait, Matthew thinks that J- this Jesus fella is the greater than the great forefather Abraham? How could this be? Then we would read the rest from Matthew's gospel and find out why. See, the ultimate story of every name in Matthew chapter 1, verses 1 through 17, is that they were imperfect, broken people who had a broken relationship with God due to their imperfection. They couldn't live up to the standard God had set. But here in Matthew, all of these names are quite literally pointing to the final name, to Jesus. And through Jesus' perfect life, his death on a cross and resurrection from the dead, he created a way for all of these people and for us to have a relationship with God. That way is to simply let go of all of our efforts to earn a relationship with God and simply receive and rest in what Jesus has done for us. And then this is how David's family is established forever. That's because of Jesus. We are now a part of David's family. So I hope now, whenever you come across a list of names in the Bible, you won't groan, but that it will remind you that it was prophesied that Jesus would be born as a son of David. And all of those lists are pointing to this list, the genealogy of Jesus, and how his life, death, and resurrection was enough to save everyone on that list along with you and me. See, one day, Revelation 20.12 tells us there will be another list of names, those included in the book of life. When that day comes, I pray that you like me, can say, I am here because of what Jesus has done. May it be so. Amen. Blessings. Have a great day, friends.
Thanks for joining us today. Make sure you drop a like and subscribe so you are always up to date on the latest podcast. And don't forget to go to Bethel.ch to check out all the amazing opportunities here at Bethel Church. Thank you.